to the round table with Abram and Aisha. Welcome back, everyone. We're glad to see you. We're going to get right into what we have been talking about. If you've been listening to our podcast the last few weeks, you know that we're talking about the secret of facing life. And that's coming from the amplified version of first, I'm sorry, of Philippians chapter four, verse 11, where Paul says, uh, sorry, verse 12 says, I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing life. We've been on this series for the last few weeks. And I tell you, it's good because we need to know and learn the secret of facing life. We've talked about the first secret of having a relationship. Then we went into meditating on the word of God. Then we went into, um, the wisdom of God. And then, and now our next secret is most important. It is most, most important because we are going to be talking about the Holy spirit. He is our helper Mm -hmm. and he is that secret of facing life. You know, I was telling my husband this morning, I said, "I, I believe the Holy spirit is left out of the church so much it's it's so there's so much um false information about who he is and yeah. and the speaking in tongues and all of it's, that but it's like leaving out a person literally leaving out a person you leave it out the person of the godhead yes in your life absolutely it, you can't be complete if you have it's not a whole you got three quarters of everything that's right you know it, it's not not perfect. No, that's right. That's right. And that is, I can't imagine facing life. I faced life without the Holy Spirit before. I faced life with, without spending time with him. And, and when I'm talking about spending time in it with the Holy Spirit, I'm also talking about praying in tongues. So let's, let's make that, um, clear as well, because we need to, there is being filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of praying in tongues. And We've been talking about Paul and Paul's life. And Paul says, I pray in tongues more than you all. And he's the same one that says, I found the secret of faith in life. And I guarantee praying in the spirit, spending time with the Holy Spirit is that secret of faith in life. Yeah. Just when you was talking about Paul being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking more than you all. I remember, I forgot who it was, but it was two guys, I believe, that were, he asked them, what baptized were you baptized yeah. unto? Yeah. And Paul's thinking, okay, they're going to say uh, Jesus Christ, Holy mm-hmm. Ghost, something of that matter. And they said, we were baptized unto um, John. John's yeah. baptism. Mm-hmm. Well, John's baptism was no Holy Ghost. And they said, we we don't even know if there is a Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? Yeah. Let's get these guys filled with the Holy Ghost, yeah. baptized unto Jesus' baptism. That's right. And John even talks about, I baptize you with, you know, water, but he talks There's about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. So that tells you that when you, some people may say, well, I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost when I was baptized. When I was saved. When I was saved. No. No, that is not the same thing. Mm-mm. Not the same thing. And that to me shows that. Those two are different. That's right. You'll find it all in the book of Acts. If we don't have time to go into that, but yeah. those are two separate um, um, instances. Th- thank you. Instances. You know, 
you must be saved first before you can even receive the the gift of the infilling of the Holy Spirit yeah. with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. It is all through the Bible, all through the book of Acts about that. But, you know, one of the things that um, that I want to talk about, Jesus, right before he went to the cross, guess who he was talking about? Who's that? The Holy Spirit. Everybody knows when someone is getting ready to die, those last words. Those last words, you better listen you to. You better listen to them. And people hold on to nonsense at times when people talking. Yes. <laughs> it's like, True. that ain't mean nothing. Yes, yes. And they course their lives off of something that was a lie or they, they find out something about somebody and then you go get the, you know, just all manner of uh, foolishness. Yeah. You know, it talks, you know, they even show it in the movies like you do this for me. And people hold on they to do. that because that was those last words. And whether it may seem foolish to us, those are something that people hold on to. That's right. Even David and Solomon. Mm -hmm. He told him of the people, some people that did him wrong. Mm -hmm. And Solomon made sure that. He carried out those he words that his father words. said. That's right. And he got those people. They died. That's right. So last words are, are serious. Yeah, they are definitely serious. And and Jesus told them, I'm going to read some scripture in just a minute, but Jesus told them to tarry when after after he died and after he rose again, he spoke to his disciples and he spoke to us about 500 people. Mm -hmm. And he told them to wait yeah. and tarry. Until you be endued with power from on high, until you be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now they didn't know exactly what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, what's going to? But, but still, it was his last words, and it was told him that it was something he told him to do. Yep. And then also, how many people showed up? A hundred and twenty. Yeah, 120 that's, that's a, that's a bad after ratio. he said 500 but 120 but that 120 when they got filled with the holy ghost they turned the world upside down because they received that power that they needed from on high look at what it says in john chapter 16 jesus was talking to his disciples and he was giving them some some last words and he said in verse 7 he says nevertheless I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, talking about the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it? However, when he, when he, the Holy Spirit is a person, it's not a it. It's yeah, not, not a name. thing. It's not a she. It's not a she. He is a person. He's a part of that Godhead. He says, how be it? When he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth i have lived by that scripture he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come guys and ladies this i'm still i'm still digging deeper into how the holy ghost shows us things to come but i've experienced that i have definitely experienced it one time, and I may have said this before in another podcast, but it's it's worth saying again because of what we're talking about. But I remember I was at a point in my life where um, everything just I was I was so overwhelmed and everything just 
felt like it was going nowhere felt like my husband and I, we were in just a stagnant place in our life and in our family. Not that we were arguing or anything like that. No, it wasn't anything like that, but we weren't moving forward. Yeah, and it was, she was not happy and I knew it. No. You, you can feel it. It's just there. It is, you know, <laughs> and, and if you know me, I know many people don't know me, but if you know me, I'm someone who wants to continue to move forward, who wants to continue to go. I don't like to just be staying put, you know. So I was at that point, you know, things weren't going well in, in, in my family's life. It's just, it was just everything. And I, I thought of myself as a devout Christian who loved the Lord, who was fervent with the Lord. And one day I came home. We were living in this um, apartment. It was an apartment, kind of like a townhome apartment. And I came home, I barely even spoke to my children. I barely even spoke to my husband. I just went straight upstairs like I was a zombie. And I dropped all of my bags and I laid out on the floor. You may think I'm crazy, but this is really what happened. I laid out on the floor, prostrate, and I said, Lord, if you don't do something, I can't go on. And I just burst into tears because I was at my wit's end. I was not liking how everything was going in my family's life, in my own life, and in the church life. I just was not liking anything. And I said, if you don't do something, I cannot go on. And he spoke to me. Thank God that we have a personal father, a personal relationship. We have a God who does indeed hears us and speaks to us. And he said to me, you have not been using the help that I have given you. And when he said that, I knew exactly who he was talking about. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he is he, our he helper. He wasn't talking about me. No. You know, <laughs> some people <laughs> Not that say, time. You know, some people may say, well, your husband's your helper or your spouse is, is your helper. No, he, he's talking about the Holy Ghost. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. And then after he said that, I was like, oh, well, you're right. Well, you know, Lord, I do. I pray in tongues sometimes. I didn't do it very much. Maybe five minutes here, a couple of minutes there. But he said to me, will you not tarry with me one hour? And I began, and I knew he was saying that I needed to pray in the spirit every single day for one hour. That was not easy to start with. I'm not going to say I'm some of those saints who can go all day long and all of that. But at that time... No, I, it, it was not easy, but I was determined because he gave me the wisdom. Last time, our last podcast, what did we talk about? The wisdom of God. He gave me the wisdom for that particular situation, and that was tarry with me, mm-hmm. pray with me one hour, pray in the Holy Ghost one hour, and I began to do that. Abram is my witness. I began to do that. Yeah, I'm still asleep, waking <laughs> me up. I'm not in the spirit right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. And let me tell you guys, things began to turn around. Abram, I mean, I just gave, by doing that, I gave the Holy Ghost um, room to move. We think that the Holy Ghost is going to do everything for us. No, he is our helper. What does it say in uh, Romans chapter 8, Abram? Let me go to it. He's our helper, but we just something we we want him to just do it all for us at time. But by obeying God, while he's pulling up that scripture, by obeying God, we I was able to. He began to um, move in our lives. 
he began to move in uh, our marriage. He began to move in Abram's life. That's when he, um, that's when Abram got the instruction of what the Lord had called him to do and created for him to do. It was all during that time. I got to tell you, my sister who was, uh, she'll say this, and I'm sure she don't mind me saying this. She was literally losing her mind, but she came back to the Lord and now she's fervent in him. I mean, listen, we began to have, um, change, change. We began to have change. And it was so, so good by praying in the Holy Ghost. When I didn't know what to pray, the Lord Jesus praying in the Holy Ghost is what did it. And that's why it says uh, in verse 826, in Romans 826, and Amen will read that. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. 27 mm-hmm. and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according yeah according to his purpose isn't that good I mean look at what it says it says Verse 27, he that searches the heart, knowing what is in the mind of the spirit, because he make an intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Yeah, and we also, Bible talks about the mind is enmity yeah. with God. Yeah. So you, or with the spirit, you want to understand this by the mind. Mm-mm. It's nothing that you can no, rationalize. Go ahead. Yeah, and, you know, we are praying when you're praying in the spirit. Many times you don't know what to say, or you there's not enough words in the English no. English language to to say that's all what's all in your heart. But when you are praying in the spirit, praying in the other in the, uh in other tongues, you are praying out the perfect will of God for your life. Sometimes we don't even know what that perfect will of God. We have our own will, and we pray that in English, but that could be so far from what the Lord has. Yeah, for us. because that's. That's from our own heart, what we believe. Even in our in mind and emotions, we have different things that happen in this life, and so we just want to pray that. But there's a lot of times where it's happened where I'm, I want, I'll say I want something from God, or I'll, I'll pray. But then it doesn't happen. The Lord knows our hearts, and so he's going to give us what we need. And we, that's why we have to have the mind of Christ to know those things that we may need. But even then, sometimes we kind of default to our own selves and then just want what we want. Mm -hmm. But then, okay, you say, okay, I know I may have prayed this, but Lord, let me, let it be what you want, not my will, but your will. And so when, like Aisha just said, when you're praying in the spirit, it's the perfect will of God. And so that's why you're able to, when you pray in the spirit, it will be what he wants instead of what you want. Yeah. And we'll be for the better. We've seen in our lives many times. Many times. I mean, how many times, Abram, have you spent time praying in the Holy Ghost? And he's spent time hours, y'all. I, I mean, he he spent three, four, five hours praying in the Holy Ghost. Um, and the Lord and him doing that, he's just, he's he's praying the perfect will of God for his family, for his life. And then those things have come to pass i mean there's many times and it also talks about you speaking mysteries that's right you may be praying for something 
but you don't even know. It could be for something later on in life that you may need. And had you not prayed that, you just prayed your own mind and your heart. Well, it wouldn't have, with your mystery, what it was being prayed, it wouldn't have come to pass mm -hmm. later on in life. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've I've spent time praying. And uh, until, until this day, till this day, I still do my uh, hour in prayer. Um, have I been perfect in it? No, but I, for the most part, I have done my hour in prayer and sometimes more. Certainly I'm in prayer, praying in the Holy Ghost when I need some wisdom and I need it now. I pray in the Holy Ghost till I hit that note of praise that we call that praying it through. And I remember the Lord gave me a psalm about praying it through. And, uh, and that was, um, praying in the Holy ghost. And maybe next time when we have our podcast, I can get that Psalm that he gave me. Cause I don't have it with me right now, but it is so important to get to know the Holy spirit. If you are not filled with the spirit, number one, like we said, you must know Jesus before you can even get filled with the spirit of God. But once you have known Jesus, once you have received them into your heart, then you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's something that you need. He is something that you need. Jesus stressed it. It's written in the all through Acts. I'm telling you, Paul admonishes Timothy to stir up the gift that's inside of him. Mm -hmm. Jude says that you must build yourself up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I mean, there's so many scriptures that we can go by about praying in the spirit. Yeah, and uh, Matthew 7, 11, which is our anniversary date, literally. It is. And it says, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? We know that the Holy Ghost is a good thing. We know that it, that I shouldn't say it, excuse me. I know that he is a good thing. We know mm -hmm. that he is a gift. And we'll talk about a little bit of the evil man knowing how to give good gifts. And I won't read it. I'll just paraphrase. In Mark 6, 22, it talks about Herodias and, and Herod and her daughter. She was dancing for him. And before that, the mother said, ask the king for John the Baptist's head in a charger. After she danced, he was drunk, I guess. And he's like, yeah, whatever you want. Man, you did a good job. Whatever you want. You got even half my kingdom. And so she said, all right, give me the head of John the Baptist. He was sorrowful that he had said that, but it was his word. So he had to give the head to the mother or to the, the daughter. And he had to stick by his word. She wanted the head of John the Baptist and she got it. So whatever, what I'm saying is whatever you asking for of God, he going to give it to you. It being evil, he still gave it to you, gave it to him being in a position of a king and I'm going to give what you ask for. So Jesus is saying, if you asking for the Holy Ghost, I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you That's some good. other evil spirit. That's right. That some people think, oh, this is a googly guy. You know, people think that you're going to get something. Oh, you got to stay away. You don't know what you're going to get. No, you know exactly what you're going to get. You ask for the Holy Ghost. Jesus is going to give you the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. He said he's going to give you. He's going to give you a comforter. He said it. If Jesus is saying it, we know that his word is true and that's what we're going to get. Not some evil spirit and you're going to be possessed in, in demonic forces around you. That's not what this is. That's what the devil does. But Jesus has the real thing. That's the Holy Spirit. That's it. 
I guess I think that's a good place to stop right there. If you ask for the Holy Spirit from the Father, he will give it to you. And one thing I'll also say, she wanted that. She wanted the head of John the Baptist. And with all her heart, the mother wanted that head, and she got it. You have to desire the Holy Ghost. You have to want, with all of your heart, the comforter to come inside you. Mm-hmm. You can't be half-stepping or going back and forth. I don't know. It needs to be solidified yeah, in true. your heart. I, I didn't say your mind. I said your heart, that that is your desire, and that's what you want. And the Lord will give it to us. That's right. Just okay. as... Jesus was with them. Jesus isn't here on earth. That's why the comforter will come and dwell inside us, and he will be our teacher and our God mm-hmm. as he, as mm-hmm. Jesus was to the disciples. Mm-hmm. They were learning of him. Now Jesus isn't here. Now we learn of the Holy Ghost. That's right. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. See you next time. Bye.